I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the draft day dealing, the Josh Green revealing, the Tyrell Terry stealing, Josh Richardson appealing, one more king feeling. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, I got a heck of a draft night for these Dallas Mavericks, man. Super fun. We're both just smiling ear to ear. Uh man, if you followed on Twitter, you followed the whole draft night. It was just a heck of a night. Uh, even though the, you know, even Donnie said afterwards that they tried trading up, they didn't. They stayed put at eighteen, and um, yeah, it was just a it was a fun night that it doesn't happen very often that you know the, uh, your team makes a pick in the first round and you're like excited, but you're like, all right, good fit. And then you get like more excited in the second round because crap goes down. But overall, an, an amazing night for the Mavericks. You tweeted out something earlier in the day saying the, we haven't had a new Dallas Maverick since like February of this year. And that was Trey Burke. And then Dallas walked out of tonight with four brand new Dallas Mavericks. It's a huge night for Dallas. Absolutely. Yeah. Trey Burke added in July, but the, the and okay. Trey Burke was already a Maverick, you know, before. So it's kind of like a retread. But the the newest Maverick before him was in February. That's like nine months. We went nine months with only one newish Maverick, and that was Trey Burke. And so now, like you said, the Mavericks walk away with these four players. We'll talk about the Josh Richardson trade, talk about Josh Green, talk about Tyrell Terry. We're here from both of those guys in their draft media day. Uh, we're going to hear from Donnie Nelson and Rick Carlisle tomorrow. We're going to save all that audio for tomorrow's show because we have more shows. We'll keep doing this. Uh, mm, yeah. Free agency is starting. <laughs> like, Throughout the weekend, too. <laughs> like Very soon. We are just going to keep going, keep bowling through these. So stick with us. Subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to the, for the first time, this is the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. We are a daily Dallas Mavericks podcast. We talk about the Dallas Mavericks, Luca, Porzingis, all that. We talk about the entire NBA, but in the scope of the Dallas Mavericks. So how everything responds to the Dallas Mavericks. We talk about all the trades that happen and how does that, you know, affect the Dallas Mavericks. We talk about that. So subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Let's get into it. All right, the big news of the day. Willie Cauley-Stein declined his option. Hey, you're going to start with that. <laughs> how in the world are you going to start with that? <laughs> oh man the Mavericks I think the biggest news of the day is the Mavericks make a trade the Mavericks trade Seth Curry to the Sixers for Josh Richardson and the 36th pick who they took Tyler Bay with uh, who we got in the lockdown mock draft with the 25th pick so I thought this was pretty good value for them to get him in the second round Uh, just gut reaction what did you think about this trade with Seth Curry going to the Sixers and Josh Richardson coming to Dallas Oh, that was fascinating. Um, you know, the framework of that deal we've talked about on this podcast before. It's been a popular thing on Mavs Twitter, you know, over the past, what, six months to a year of a Josh Richardson, Seth Curry. Would that, you know, would Dallas or Philly entertain that? Because on like it, it makes sense all across the board. Philly needs more shooting. Dallas needs more defense. But then when you add up everything that happened on draft night, that's when it even when it makes even more sense for Dallas. Because if it was just a Josh Richardson for straight up Seth Curry, 
Like that's a kind of like I can hear both sides of it because we need shooting next to Luca and KP and 40% three point shooter. You don't just hand those guys away like Seth Curry, but what you get in Josh Richardson and Tyrell Terry, that's what offsets Seth Curry. And I thought there was, this was one. I thought it was a win-win for both teams because Philly says, Hey, we get a, a better shooter in Seth Curry to go alongside our guys and they didn't need all their draft picks. They had like multiple second round picks. And for Dallas, man, I I thought it was something to the timing of it because once they took once Tyrell Terry dropped the thirty one, we'll talk more about him a little bit. But once he dropped the thirty one, somebody who Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer had as his eighth best prospect on his draft board, overall, it's crazy overall. But once t- Terry dropped and they took Terry, you're like, all right, is this like Seth Curry 2.0, younger Seth Curry? Then they announced the Josh Richardson trade, but we didn't know what was going back. I texted you and I tweeted out and I joked. I was like, is this like, <laughs> did Terry make Seth Curry expendable? And then bam, he's in that deal. And so I think it was a home run deal for for Dallas for sure, because Josh Richardson, he's three years younger than Seth Curry. It's not like he's a 30% three-point shooter. Some people thinking like are acting like he just sucks at three. He's a 36% career three-point shooter. Plays really good defense. He's perfect next to Luka. I love every bit of it. But Tyrell Terry, I think he gives you 85% of what Seth did. I love this I mean, game. <laughs> I love this I, we game. play this game all the time, but I mean... I, I think he does. I mean, he's the younger version of what a Seth Curry... I mean, he even talked about Seth Curry in his... Like post draft press conference, I guess that's what we say. Media session, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that this this move was awesome, and you're always going to get more excited for the Flyers, which is what Tyrell Terry is. He's a guy that has that kind of upside where he could be. I mean, if all things go well for him, he finds the, the perfect role. The Mavericks, you know, help him. He he gains a little muscle here and there. Like he could be Steph Curry. I mean, he's not going to be two time MVP, but he could be a guy that scores like 20 points a game and hits a bunch of threes off the dribble and, you know, runs around screens and all that kind of stuff. Like I could see him as a guy that, that is that. I mean, it's draft night. So we're going to be super optimistic about all these guys, right? Uh, if everything goes right for him. But yeah, at, at the, you know, I think he could replace what Seth Curry does. And Tim McMahon reported that a source within the Mavericks, someone within the Mavericks believes that as well, that he could replace what Seth Curry brought them. I'm just super excited for the Jalen Brunson, Tyrell Terry backcourt. I mean, Brunson's going to be able to drive and kick and Tyrell Terry's going to be able to run around screens and he's going to, you know, Dwight Powell's going to set screens for him. Boban's going to set screens for him off the bench. And that's going to be awesome. That's going to be so fun to watch. I'm, I'm always excited when the Mavs have an exciting bench because I love watching Luca. But when he's off, when he's off the court, we need something to watch, and so I'm excited that for that to happen. Uh, but the Josh Richardson thing, I think that this was a great move for the Mavericks. I think that you know some people were worried, like, oh, we're replacing defense with offense, but we're replacing offense with defense and trading away Seth and then bringing back Josh Richardson. Don't forget that in Miami, Josh Richardson was like one of their real young guys. He was in, he was the the key piece in that Jimmy Butler trade. He can be a guy that has the ball in his hands. He can be a playmaker. He was a 16.4 assists a game guy in Miami and was looked at as, as part of their future. And, and he played and everything some you point guard, handled the ball and, and he can shoot too. Yeah. When, and everything we said about Tim Hardaway, look how much Luca, what Luca did for, for Tim Hardaway. And it's like, why can't he do that for Josh Richardson? Let's see what Josh Richardson looks like in Dallas's system playing alongside Luca and KP. You mentioned his time in Miami. He's been, he's only been in the league five years. It seems like he's been in the league longer than that. He's just 27 compared to Seth being 30, but 
in Miami, his first season in Miami, he shot two threes a game at 46% from three. Uh, another, you know, his third year in the league, he shot 37% from three. So I think we could, I mean, I think it's very well possible we could see Josh Richardson's best basketball in Dallas playing alongside Luka. And I think when we talk about biggest, you know, or like the winning scenario for us going into draft night was for Dallas to walk away with some type of wing in the draft, but also getting a veteran that can, a win now veteran that can be in the rotation. When we did the fake locked on draft, that's why we moved back in the draft. We got a wing in Tyler Bay and like we picked up like Dennis Schroeder in that fake because our main goal was to get a win now veteran and get a wing prospect. Dallas did that and more tonight. They got a win now veteran in Josh Richardson to be in the rotation. They got Josh Green at 18 and they got Tyrell Terry and Tyler Bay, two guys that like for the value of it was incredible. So that's why I think it's a home run for Dallas tonight. Plus, this isn't everything for the offseason. I know the offseason is going to be condensed in like a week, but they they still have the $9.3 million mid-level exception. And once all the dust clears and we figure out who has what money, uh, that could be pretty valuable for them. They could they could add somebody yeah. pretty good. So this is not the end. And Donnie Nelson said that as well tonight. He said that, you know, we're still looking to get better and, you know, there's less pressure on free agency, but at least that at least they have, uh, you know, they made this trade, but they also are not done. So that's exciting. We're going to talk about Tyrell Terry, Josh Green, talk a little bit more about Josh Richardson. But before we get to that, Isaac Harris, Built Go makes you go. It makes you the best at what you do. Built Go is this new product from Built Bar. It's incredible. It, it tastes just like a Built Bar, but it's the consistency of a peanut butter or like a power gel or something like that. And you can take it with you, put it in your pocket. It fits really easily, even in skinny jeans. Isaac, I know you're a youth pastor. Have you ever worn skinny jeans? You have to. Of, of course. I got some in my closet. Stop. You do not. <laughs> I do. I swear. You could even fit Built Go in your skinny jean pocket. Because they are that portable. They are that bring around with you a bowl. It's just like Built Bar. You get the protein of a Built Bar, but you also get the energy of a five-hour energy. You get the protein and you get the caffeine in it as well. And you don't have the same crash as you have with other kind of caffeine beverages or coffee or any kind of sugar or any kind of that stuff. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. I love the chocolate mint one. I think that one is great. Go to BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. BuiltGo, let's go. All right, Isaac. Let's just go through the whole night. I mean, this is what we do every single you know draft night, free agency night. We just start with the timeline. We kind of hit the headlines already. Josh Green at 18. Then you have the trade with... You know, Josh Richardson going to the Mavericks and then Seth Curry coming back. You get the 36th pick. You take Tyrell Terry with the 31st pick and then you take Tyler Bay with the 36th pick. They've also added uh, Freddie Gillespie of Baylor and they also added um, who's the other guy that they just added for what? The Mavericks just tra- just drafted somebody or <laughs> Nate Hinton. They also they added Nate Hinton oh, as well. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. T- on the two way deal. So they added those guys as well. But let's go through the whole night. So we start the night. And it, for the first 10 picks, it was kind of like normal. It just seemed like everything was, there was no first trades. Nine. First nine picks, it was pretty normal. There was no trades. Everything just kind of went as is. Anthony Edwards, like the most boring number one pick ever, I think. Uh, yeah. The most interesting thing that happened in the draft, I think, was Neka Okungwu's like Mountain Dews. <laughs> that was the yeah. most exciting thing. Denny was dropping, which is kind of a surprise there. He goes to the Wizards, which I think is really fascinating because now they have Denny, who Chad Ford kept talking about, you know, people in Israel love Denny so much. They think that like they treat him like Luca 
you know, in you know, people do in Europe. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. they also have Rui Hachimura from 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 Japan, and people treat him like they treat Luca. Uh, sure. You know, from there, so they have the they have the markets cornered in Israel and in Japan. Uh, but then Denny drops, and I think that was the big surprise for us. Yeah, Denny dropping, Halliburton dropping. Uh, you know, I didn't think. You know, once some picks, you know, were made up there, Okoro, uh, once Killian Hayes, you know, up there, Patrick Williams going up four, which everybody heard about Patrick Williams, uh, his stock going up. That was up. wild. Once- he was like a mid round. I mean, people were talking about him around the Crazy. 18th pick with the map, even. And then all of a sudden he goes up so high. He just flew up the last couple of weeks, it felt like. Yeah, but like once those picks go up, we kind of mentioned last week, we're like, all right, well, somebody has to go down, right? I mean, and right. it ended up being Denny and Halliburton. Uh, I think the big, you know, the first surprise pick was Jalen Smith at 10 to Phoenix. And, you know, I tweet out, I'm like, hey, thank you, Phoenix, because that was a spot I was really worried about. Vassell, uh, Sadiq Bay, Neesmith. And it's like, all right, well, if you have all these guys like, you know, Desmond Bain, all these guys that we liked at 18, Phoenix was one of those spots I thought for sure one of those wings would go off. I'm like, Jalen Smith, let's go. I'm so glad glad that y'all took him um but yeah i mean sacramento kind of lucked in i love the praise people were giving sacramento's like front office like yeah great pick i'm like come on like <laughs> what like he just fell to like halliburton like was like top five and a lot of people's like like draft experts and like are we giving really giving sacramento credit for getting halliburton hey, hey, hey the credit has to start somewhere right like they That's have true. they have to start if you know you can't just it's like you have a child, right? You have to give them credit for going to the bathroom. For us, it's like, yes. oh, that's super easy, right? But, you know, for your child, you have to give them credit for that. So basically, that's true. Uh, basically, I'm describing this pick as going to the bathroom. Like, it's, it was that easy for them to make. <laughs> so after Halliburton, then it was just a countdown. And I think everybody, all, everybody, like all Mavs fans were just watching from like 13, 14. We were, just, of, we were just tweeting like, all right, these three guys are left. All right, these two guys are left. Mavericks have two picks. And then yes. all of a sudden, so that 16th pick started with Portland at the beginning of the day and got traded twice. <laughs> got traded to uh, Houston. Houston and then Detroit. And so it ends in it ends in Detroit, I guess. They take Isaiah Stewart, which was another one that was like that Jalen, you know, Jalen Smith pick yeah. where we're like, Oh my God! Josh Lloyd said he had Jalen, he had Isaiah Stewart at forty three on his board. Wow, that's pretty wild. That's pretty low. And then the uh, the Thunder trade out for Poku, who I think and Chad Ford agreed, and the you know that the Mavericks pretty much smoke screened OKC to trade up to take Poku. That they were saying that the Mavericks might take him, but I don't think the Mavericks are ever thinking about taking him. I don't think so either at all. Um, the Rubio trade was in intri- one Rubio going to many is weird, I think. But <laughs> can we pour one uh, out for all the guys that got traded twice? D- Danny Green got traded twice. Trevor Reza got traded twice. And yeah. Ricky Rubio got traded twice so far the last yeah. couple days. But like once that deal happened, you know, I think a lot of us, we were talking, we were looking at that 18 going back to OKC. And it's like if we were if we could, you know, get in on that. If Danny Green was going to come up, you know, to Dallas, if Dallas would move back to 25 and do this whole like, you know, trade up for OKC, us trade back and get an asset. And then bam, Danny Green goes to Philly, which we, we can talk about that tomorrow, all the trades, or whatever. And then so that took Danny Green off the board. And then bam, they did the Rubio trade to move up to 17. So you're like, all right, well, that takes us off the board with OKC and moving back. So I think there were those were two options that Dallas was probably looking at. But then you know, OKC went different directions. But once they moved up to 17, I got I got kind of excited because all the talk was they like Poku. And once they took Poku, then we had multiple options there at 18 that were like, oh, let's go, Sadiq Bay. We never thought in a million years Sadiq Bay would be there. We have hyped him up so much on this podcast. <laughs> a guy like a guy like Josh Green, Desmond Bain, we both 
we we talked about Josh Green and Desmond Bain on this podcast. We liked both of those guys. We just like Sadiq Bay more. And so it wasn't a, you know, I'm glad I'm trying to think of somebody. I'm glad it wasn't like Poku because like we were very down on Poku Precious. Going to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, we're like and like we like no, we or don't e- really want or even Balmaro who who the Mavericks were linked to him through Chad Ford and some other people that said that Balmaro could be the pick for the Mavericks. Uh, R.J. Hampton, a local guy, some people thought that maybe he that he yeah, could go there, didn't. but. Like you said, when the Mavericks came up, to, you know, for their pick, the 18th pick, they had options. They had guys we really liked: Josh Green, Sadiq Bay, and then uh, Desmond Bain as well. That we were super, we were everybody was super excited. It seems like Mavs Twitter was the most excited for Desmond Bain, even more than Sadiq Bay. It seemed like people yeah. were so excited about him. But the Mavericks take Josh Green, the wing out of Arizona. We're going to talk about him. Let's get into him right now. We might as well. Uh, Josh Green, we talked we talked about him briefly, but I feel like we just liked other guys better than him. Uh, but the Mavericks take this guy. He is from Australia. His parents were semi-pro basketball players in Australia. He played in in uh, Arizona uh, next to Nico Mannion and Zeke Naji. So he kind of has already played in one of these systems where you have a guard that's you know really ball handler heavy, and then a big that also gets the ball a lot. And so he kind of has just played his role there. Uh, Sam Vecini has a really really great like. Was it a hundred thousand word <laughs> draft profile yeah. of all these guys? Uh, and so he said a lot of really good stuff about him. He probably should have made the league's all defensive team in college. And then Arizona consistently asked him to defend whoever the best perimeter defender was, no matter if it was a wing or a guard, you know, big or small. He's six six. He has a six ten wingspan. Uh, and he seems like a great guy when we got to, you know, talk to him and we got to hear from him after, you know, the draft. Really good athlete, works hard, doesn't take possessions off. He has good coordination. He's going to be awesome in transition. Uh, he plays, you know, plays with power, awesome on ball defender. He's a really great lateral quickness guy. I mean, there's so many, so many good things about him defensively. The question is going to be what he turns into offensively. He was a decent three point shooter in college. What was he 36% or something like that from three? Um, and then he's a, a decent passer, but he's not going to be your, you know, drive with the ball and drive and kick kind of guy as far as a passer, which the Mavericks don't need him to be. And we didn't expect that that player to have that ability. But the shot is going to be what really matters for Josh Green and what, you know, what he turns out to be. And that that was us, you know, before the draft in these weeks leading up to it. That was uh, in part why we while we both here on this podcast preferred Sadiq Bay and Aaron Neesmith uh, above Josh Green was the shot because it's like, hey, we want shooting alongside Luca. Now, is Josh Green a 29% three-point shooter? Absolutely not. He's 36%. Rick Carlisle, Donnie Nelson, they bragged on his outside shooting in mm-hmm. after the draft when talking about him. So they obviously believe in the shot. So if they believe in the shot and he can be a, a knockdown three-point shooter, sign me up because the defense is all there. The defense is absolutely incredible. You talk to some draft people, they say he's literally like the best perimeter defender in the draft right there with Vassell and, and Okoro. So like that, I, I love every bit of that. Uh, you know, from Australia, the international angle, we didn't really talk about that a- a- enough, I guess, because he went to Arizona, went to IMG Academy in Florida, same high school that Dwight Powell went to. He was a, the first time I ha- heard about Josh Green was because he was a five star recruit coming out of high school, big time recruit. And he considered North Carolina and he turned it down. <laughs> and so I, that was the first time I ever heard about him. But man, yeah, he's super athletic. He's going to be super fun in transi- transition. Um, and hopefully he develops into this like lockdown defender, but can also hit the three. And so, yeah, I, I'm a believer in him. I like him as a prospect. So uh, I and 
I mean, he's going to have a role in Dallas for sure. And I think that that reason is one of the reasons why they chose Josh Green instead of Sadiq Bay. We'll probably have to do a whole podcast about this, about why they chose Josh Green instead of Sadiq Bay. But I think the defense is one of those things. There's a lot of people and a lot of draft experts that had questions about Sadiq Bay's defense, that it wasn't as solid as we thought that it, as maybe Isaac and I thought just from, you know, our overview of him. But people that really watched his games and really got to see him day to day. They questioned if he's, you know, an elite defender. They said he's a good defender, maybe even a plus defender, but he's not what Josh Green is on the defensive end. So the Mavericks, in two moves, chose defense over offense, which is what Rick Carlisle said that they really needed to do, which is obviously what we all know, you know, knew they needed to do over this offseason. They'd get Josh Richardson, good defender. Then they'd take Josh Green instead of Sadiq Bey, who was yeah. a lesser shooter, but a better defender, right? So it's just this move that they're trying to make. And so now the Mavericks come out of the night with at least two really good defenders in Josh Richardson and uh, Josh Green, two Joshes yeah. now. And we're not joshing around about this. They have, they're have better on defense. And, Ty, and, even Ty, and Ty, Tyler, Tyler Bay, Bay as well yeah. is going to be another option that the Mavericks can throw out there. Whereas last year, I, I keep going back to, and I don't know why this keeps ringing through in my mind, but Kevin O'Connor's you know draft board, every time he talked about the Mavericks, he said they need to add a defender here because there were certain times when Seth Curry had to guard Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, those, those possessions really ring true in my head. And I keep remembering those possessions. And now... They got three guys that are options that you can throw out there. They're not going to be the greatest on offense. Josh Richardson's better, obviously, than the other two, but the, at least the two guys that they drafted, they can be options on Kawhi Leonard, right? And so they upgraded that completely in this draft. So I'm pretty excited about that aspect of it. Coming up, let's get into some more about um, Tyrell Terry. There's so much we can talk about on these guys, but we just have to get to all of them. We'll be back all week talking about these guys, and then we'll have a big break, by the way, between free agency and then training camp and then even you know training camp to the start of the season where we can break I don't these know about guys. A big break. I mean a couple weeks where we can break these guys down a little bit further, talk about what we actually have, talk to some people who know these guys better than us. And so we'll do all that. But coming up, let's get into Tyrell Terry. We'll hear from these guys after the draft, hear from Josh Green, hear from Tyrell Terry after the draft. Talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into Tyrell Terry. The Mavericks take him with the 31st pick. It feels like we're more excited about him than Josh Green, but that's because he has this potential. I mean, he can be a game-changing shooter. That's what the ringer says. Uh, Sam Vecini said that he is uh, has the case to be the best shooter in the draft, which is pretty wild. He has he had a seventy five percent effective field goal percentage, seventy five percent, fifty percent on his catch and shoot, you know, threes this past year, which is what he's going to do off the bench next to Jalen Brunson. Uh, you know, source to Tim McMahon says that Tyrell Terry can replace what Seth Curry brought to this team. He's not going to be the same kind of veteran and defender that Seth Curry was able to be at his position. Uh, but now the Mavericks don't have to ask him to guard, you know, guys like that. And so this is a, an awesome pick. I think this is a great, this is, a, this is their flyer basically, right? Like this is yeah. their kind of flyer move where they're like, we're going to take the talent because he fell all the way to 31 and there's, he yeah. had no business falling to 31, but he just did. See, I think he's a little bit more than a flyer. I think Tyler Bay is the definition of a flyer. True, yeah. But I think I think Tyrell Terry, I think it was just, I mean, a guy like that, I mean, I asked Donnie about this after the draft tonight. I said, you know, I said, hey, can you tell me how this, how Tyrell Terry being a Maverick came to fruition? Was this a, just he dropped you, it was a Brunson situation to where you never thought he'd be there. And, you know, he, he said something similar to that. He's like, you know, we, we hadn't, we thought he would be in like the, once the twenties happened, we thought for sure he would go off the board. And man, when he just, when he fell there, it was like they had, you know, they had to take him at that point. So 
And this is where that 31st pick came into play, you know? Like, now you get Tyrell Terry on the second-round contract, not a first-round contract, but it's like the Brunson contract now. Yeah, thank you, Kevin Durant, for the 31st pick, by the way. We have to go all the way back to that because the Mavericks got this pick in the trade with, you know, for Andrew Bogut and uh so that the warriors could get kevin durant so we have to we have to thank the warriors for that thank, thank you kd yeah thanks KD. Uh, but what's crazy is when you go back and look at some of these these draft boards for some of these draft sites and experts that know way more than us there were multiple sites that had tyrell terry as a better draft prospect than josh green and the mavericks got got him what 13 selections later uh so i think it's just the fact that the talent dropped the 31 and then when we when we talked to terry after the draft that was the first time i'd you know obviously i'd ever we'd ever talked to him before uh but when you talked to him after the draft you you understood it stanford guy exactly the same college that dwight powell went to we talked about how much the, the mavericks love dwight powell and just how well put together he is and just like he's just like i mean he's part of the players association and like all that stuff and it's like Tyrell Terry just seems like the 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 coolest guy, the most professional guy. Like it, it just, yeah. And man, he, he should. He's confident in his role. Uh, do you have the clip of him talking about playing alongside? Uh, I wanted to ask Terry. I'm like, hey, I wanted him to talk about Luca and KP. So that's why I really started off the whole presser asking him, hey, can you tell me how you how you fit alongside Luca and KP? Yeah, here's Isaac's question to Tyrell Terry after the draft. Yes, Tyrell, how do you see yourself uh, fitting in Dallas alongside Luca and KP? Um, you know, I think for me, um, just the way I'm able to shoot the ball, um, you know, I think I'm you know, going to be a value, valuable tool for Luca. Um, you know, especially off taking roles and finding shooters, um, and also being a secondary ball handler for that role as well. Um, you know, finding being able to create the space the floor for Kristaps um, is going to be important. I think. Um, so I think, you know, I'll be a very good fit for them. Yeah. He mentioned Seth Curry as one of the people that he, um, you know, later we'll, we'll talk to him about that, but, uh, yeah, he's, he came in and he knows, he knows the kind of role he's going to play. And I think that off the ball, he, I think I like that. He also mentioned he can be a secondary creator as well and that he can, you know, handle the ball. I think that's a big part of his game that he'll be able to add to this team. Yeah. I just love the fact that Luca is 21 and we have draft picks, already saying that oh i'm gonna be a great tool for luca like (laughs) i mean terry was launching shots at stanford this year and was obviously their best scorer and like all this stuff and the dude like already knows that like luca is one of the best players in the world and he's he's already calling himself a tool for luca he's like all right however luca can use me and make me in this offense and yeah in a good way it's like he knows how he can fit in the space that he can provide for kp and it's just really cool to hear him talk about how he can fit alongside this team one of the big weaknesses for tyrell terry and maybe one of the reasons why he dropped a little bit was because of his size he's 6'3 170 pounds uh 6'3 you know that seems decently big but the 170 pounds that's pretty concerning however i went back and looked through all these draft combine measurements and here are a couple of guys that measured similarly to tyrell terry this is with shoes on by the way a couple of people were throwing out well he's six one without shoes he's never gonna play basketball without shoes i just i, yeah, I don't I know understand. i don't understand the without shoes height measurement <laughs> you never play basketball unless you're tyson unless you're playing against tyson chandler and he's whacking your shoes out of the way then uh, <laughs> you're always gonna play with shoes Trey Young, six foot one, 177 pounds when he came out of college. Uh, I'm questioning that 177 pounds, but De'Aaron Fox, 6'3, 169 pounds. So Tyrell Terry is the exact same size as De'Aaron Fox when he was in the draft combine. 
Hmm. That's pretty wild. They have different frames, obviously, but yeah. Darren Fox is the same size. Monte Morris, 6'2", 175 pounds, just about the same size as Tyro Terry is now. And Dennis Schroeder, guy that we've been clamoring for and we traded for twice in the mock draft, 6'2", 164 pounds in the draft combine. I mean, he's able to be fine in the NBA, and so I think Tyro Terry, the size is a little bit, you know, if that's a concern you have, I don't think we should be as concerned about it. Uh, but yeah, the ringer had him at number eight, which is just wild to me that they had him that high. Uh, let's hear from Tyro Terry about his shooting and who he has maybe modeled his shot after or how he um, you know, has studied shooting and what he sees his role sort of to be as a shooter. Um, you know, I think for me growing up, um, you know, I didn't really study shooting as much. Um, I think when I started to realize I was a, um, you know, a pretty prolific shooter, in my opinion, um, that's when I started, you know, studying film, you know, Clay, uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, um, you know, those type of guys. Uh, also, you know, Seth Curry, um, who was, um, you know, a member of the Dallas Mavericks uh, last year. And so um, I think, you know, I can see myself in a similar role as that. And so by studying the ways he, you know, he's able to get a shot off and the way he's able to, you know, maneuver on the offensive end is something I've been studying. It's cool that he mentioned Seth Curry. I mean, that was on the Mavericks and he was aware of that. And I thought that that was cool that he studied those guys, studied Clay and studied uh, Steph Curry. Yeah, he has the blueprint there. I mean, the blueprint... Was Seth Curry's role in the offense last mm-hmm. year coming off the bench and you know all of that? That's that's the blueprint. So he can try to step into that role, and obviously he needs to earn that coming into camp. But it, like that's the blueprint there, and yeah, I mean it's already laid out, and the fact that he already knows that and stuff it, that that's really cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. All right, let's hear from Josh Green. This is when he was talking to reporters about when the Mavericks were up and he was potentially going to be the pick. This is what Josh Green had to say about becoming a Dallas Maverick. To say that I'm a part of the organization, you know, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's an unreal feeling. But, you know, um, my meeting with them, I felt like it was amazing. You know, they're really down to earth, good people. Uh, I felt like I was, you know, my, I just felt like I got along with them very well. And, you know, you could tell they take their play development very serious and, all, and as well as their organization. So, you know, I was all for it. You know, I was super pumped. Uh, and I, I love the Mavericks. You know, it's something I continue to stress on to my agent. You know, you know, what are the Mavericks thinking? Where, where are that? So I'm, I'm stoked right now. I thought it was pretty cool that he said he was always asking uh, when, <laughs> where are the, what are the Mavericks doing? Like asking his agent. Um, Carlisle mentioned specifically that he was a terrific interview. And so I think with both of these guys, with Tyrell Terry and with Josh Green, they got really solid guys, which continues to match what you know the Mavericks want in guys is the guys that are solid that are personable that you know are decent you know pretty good interviews and so I think that you know it's it was really cool that Josh Green was so excited to become a Maverick yeah I love that I love that he talked about that and yeah every every bit of that he seems like a high character guy and yeah they they couldn't praise him enough and then here's Josh Green talking about his role with the Mavs it was pretty cool hearing about exactly how he sees himself fit with the Mavs yeah, I mean, I think for anybody, you know, I think they're going to have stuff they, they need to work on. But for me, it's going to focus on the things the team needs. And, you know, for me, I feel like in, in my position and in, in the role which the team want me to play, you know, I don't think I need to do anything outside of that. You know, I think if I'm able to play defense, continue to work as hard as I can, you know, hit open shots and, you know, do what the team needs to do, you know, I feel like that that happens. And as far as the rest of my game, as far as, you know, maybe creating a shot, I feel like that kind of that, that comes over time with play development and also respect from your coach. So for me... Uh, coming into the Mavericks, I just want to make sure that uh, I'm able to do whatever the team needs to, to to be better and to win a game. His accent comes out like a little bit here and there. It throws me off a little yeah. bit, but you have to remember that he grew up mostly in Australia and then came over. And uh, yeah, but Josh Green sees himself, you know, knows himself as a three and D player. I think that 
Uh, they got two solid guys, I think, in this draft, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. There's so, I mean, we could just keep going. This could be an hour long pod. I think we could keep talking about this, but we'll continue to keep talking about these guys. Any last words about the draft and the draft night and any big surprises or things you want to get to? I just want to say with the Josh Green that that's my favorite quote from his his post draft um, presser was just that he already knows his role and it's like he he knows for the team is to be the best at what they're asking him to be and just like three and D role and that he's going into it embracing it and wanting to be that because that's what's best for the team and I was to say this about Terry I think this is going to be a, like a huge fit thing for him in in his career because when we've talked about fit in, in drafts and stuff before. And if Tyrell Terry went to like Orlando or like the Hawks and, when they got Trey young, you know, exactly. And he went to a bad team and he, the ball was put in his hands all the time. And it's like, Hey, you be our Trey young. I would very, I would, I, I would worry about that. Even though it'd be kind of like fun. If we want to air quote and say fun for him and say, like, okay, he would have some crazy highlights and all that stuff. But in Dallas, I think they're going to maximize his strengths and not like we're, they're not going to ask him to start. Probably it's going to be like, hey, come off the bench. Let's try to groom you in the Seth Curry role and then to see where it goes from there. And it's I don't, the expectations are not going to be as high to where if he did go in the late lottery or something like that. And he's the main offensive option on a bad team. And so I, I think in the long run and even in the short run, I think the fit for Tyrell Terry in Dallas will do wonders for him in his career. Absolutely. I think it's going to be awesome. I think that these two guys are guys that can fit with a playoff team, which is what the Mavericks hope to be again this next year. And we will be back tomorrow with more stuff. We'll hear from Rick Carlisle, Donnie Nelson. We have audio from both of those guys. We just didn't have time to get to today, so we'll get to it tomorrow. Talk about the starting lineup, I think, a little bit, because we have a new piece, Josh Richardson, that's definitely going to start and definitely going to play a role for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about all that tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. How come nobody's turning their video on? Yeah. Got Brad, Callie, okay. Wayne, Eddie. Come on, McMahon. Uh, let's see your ugly face. All right. Are you ready, Rick? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> hey, I got some of these for you. They'll, they'll block out some of the ugliness, just like 